What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, man? How's it going? Hey, Ant. How are you doing today? I had a little bit of a technical difficulty there, but uh, but I can. Oh man, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, We'll get people like another minute or so, and then we'll get going here. Sounds good. Sounds good. I mean, man, talk about a a convenient schedule for us, right? Michigan last week for for Indiana. Now Michigan State coming up. uh, Right. All sorts of uh, all sorts of interesting stuff going on. For sure, man. Um. Who do you have in two weeks? Who do you have after after this? Ohio State. Oh, the big one. The big one. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be. I don't know. I don't know what expectations are. It's kind of weird, right? Because you kind of go into that game usually with nothing to lose, and you can just kind of right. play free spirited. And I mean, at least from an Indiana standpoint, um, yeah, you kind of go on free spirited and have some fun. And Indiana's had some weird games against Ohio State. Um, the last few years, but with that said, the Buckeyes have still beaten us twenty six straight times. So uh, you know, it's, it's right. <laughs> it's not <Right>. great. <laughs> now, twenty six straight times. So the last time you beat Ohio State was that the same year that you beat Michigan? Oh man, good question. I'm going to look that up right now. Um, it's got to be close because Indiana had a couple of really good years in the 80s, and I think that's kind of what happened. Uh, the last one against Michigan was 87. The last one against the Buckeyes was 88. So, so there you so go. So right around the same time. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. In 1987, Indiana beat both Michigan and Ohio State. IU had back-to-back wins against the Buckeyes in uh in 87 and 88 so uh not sure uh what uh craziness happened in those two years i was not alive to see those but <laughs> i think something something crazy was in the air uh in 87 and 88 gotcha 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 um okay well let's just go ahead and get going here hopefully yeah. uh we're not on here forever hopefully we can uh Kind of get to the get to the bullet points and then yeah. uh, call it a night. I know it's it's about nine thirty nine thirty six now. Yeah. Um, let's talk. Let's talk post game Michigan. So, sure. um, I told you, man, we are not we are not good this year. Um, and all the struggles that I kind of said pretty much happened. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I completely missed the mark, and I, I I just recorded my weekly podcast, and I started off with an apology to the Indiana football team. I said I don't know what I was thinking when I picked against the, these guys last week. I thought Michigan was going to come in and sort of exert their will against IU, and man, it was the exact opposite. I mean, yeah. it was crazy to see. I mean, of all the things that were crazy that day, um, what shocked me the most as someone who's watched Indiana football probably now for ten to twelve years practically every game indiana won the trenches against michigan uh, on both sides of the ball and that blew my mind i mean zero sacks allowed to michigan in, in michigan ran for 13 yards all game that blows my mind more than anything i don't know if that came as a shock to you 
No. It was to me. Not at all. Not at all. Because, <laughs> because <laughs> I can tell that you haven't watched Michigan this year. Like, nope. <laughs> Full like, disclosure. I can tell the last time we talked. I'm like, you haven't really watched Michigan this year. And I literally said, I'm like, look, they got destroyed in the trenches against Michigan State. And you're talking about run the ball. And I'm like, Ooh. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. So, um, oh, Josh Gaddis gave up on running the ball after, uh, after like the first or second drive. I mean, he was like, nope, we're not, we're not doing this anymore. And then you threw uh, a lot of different schemes at Milton mm-hmm. um, when he had, when he had time in the pocket, you know, so it's just one of those, those are uh, things where, um, where, you know, I think Indiana came out with a lot of energy. I think they uh, play with a lot of confidence. Uh, they had really good drives and pretty much eight our receivers up called us on offsides like 10 times. You guys got so many free plays. What um, was that? That, that was, was just shocking. So- yeah, that was uh, just undisciplined, man. And we have guys who are inexperienced, and we have guys who are young. It's it is a very inexperienced team on both sides, uh, especially with our back seven. And then we had guys just jumping all over the place, um, which was crazy. And that also really um, that also kills your um, your front four getting penetration. Because now they're a half a second later on the snap because they've been caught offside so many times. Now they're hesitating a bit. Right. Um, you know, now Indiana is in a much more comfortable position uh, to move the ball, whether they run a crossing route, whether they throw it downfield, which they did repeatedly. They pretty much picked on Vincent Gray the entire game, <laughs> and it worked. And Duke got picked on against Michigan State. And he's going to get picked on again against Wisconsin if they if they play. Um, so I mean, there, there's got to be other options though at corner, right? I mean, fool me once, you know how that goes. I mean, yeah, it, I mean we've we've got you know highly re- re- recruited guys, but um, I don't know, I don't know. And you know, you have a guy like I think his name is like Andre Seldon, um, who's who's a 2020 kid. Um, someone who that Michigan coveted on in the recruiting class. You have a guy like that, um, but it, as as underwhelming as the coaching staff has been, they're not dumb and they're not going to play somebody who is who is very unprepared and who's just isn't getting done in practice. So I understand it from that standpoint, mm-hmm. but but. I'm at the point where if you put someone else in and they get torched, I mean, what's the difference between this guy and this guy? <laughs> so Just true. Just lit up. Yeah. Just lit up, man. PIs. You were either getting a PI or it was a catch. Yeah. I mean, it was. And, and I mean, to defend Indiana a little bit, the, the who's your wide receiver core is pretty good. I mean, it's, it's not Ohio State by any means, but, but you're talking about a solid group of guys who who have been there for at least at least last season, if not longer, yeah. um, and, and WAP and, and Ty Freifogel, who you saw on Saturday, uh, yeah. go for go for over 140 yards. Um, he's a guy you're going to hear about more as the rest of the season goes on. I'm not sure if he's an NFL 
receiver. Uh, we'll find out. I think he'll. I think he'll get a he'll shot get a at the next level. He's he'll a senior. Yeah, he's got good hands. He knows how to use his body well. He's something like six four or something like that. So, so uh, you know, definitely a dangerous threat on the outside. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to talk from an Indiana standpoint, though, uh, that was Indiana's best game of the year. I mean, they struggled at times against Penn State. They weren't clean always against Rutgers. Um, that first half, especially, was the best I've seen Indiana play in a long time. Not just as far as execution is concerned, but the preparation piece of it. They looked confident. They looked ready to go. Um, not every play was a home run by any means, but but from just from an IU standpoint, that was pretty much as good as it gets. I don't know if it's going to challenge Ohio State in two weeks. I doubt it will. But, right. you know, this was as good as Indiana could play. And then in the second half, they, they let their foot off the gas pedal, and, and, and it was good enough to, to win by 17. Right. And let me just reiterate, Michigan is really, really bad. <laughs> so wait. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. So how many wins this year for Michigan? They're, they're one and two. They're one and two. Looking back, I don't know how they beat Minnesota by 20-something. Minnesota's that's, terrible. This, that's how. Minnesota's defense is, is really bad. You're, you're absolutely right. Um, how many more wins? Uh, one, maybe. One? They're one, Rutgers maybe. or Maryland, one of those? Rutgers or Maryland, and yeah. both of those teams, um, if, if they played this Saturday um, – I think Maryland and I think Maryland will have a better shot due to uh, Tua's little brother flinging the ball all over he's, the place. He's picking it up, yeah. Yeah, he's. I think he's starting to get it. Um, then you have, um, you know, Rutgers. I just think they're just mentally tough. Um, and I think they're going to be able to fight and claw. Uh, I'm not sure if talent is going to come into uh, play at any point in time, but I won't be surprised if they end up with. Uh, two wins this year. Yeah. And I'm going to give you a little bit of insight. So I was in Jim Harbaugh's press conference on zoom after the game on Saturday. And I'm sure your listeners saw this even during the game, but I don't want to read too much into, into vocal tone and body language, but wow. I mean, he did not seem, he did not seem furious at how Michigan played. Let me put it that way. He didn't yeah. seem agitated or angry as I sat there listening to him talk for 15, 20 minutes. He seemed, you know, like, you know how it is when you, when you, when you cause some trouble around the house when you're younger and your parents like just stay quiet and they don't say anything, right? And yeah. they're yelling at you. Um, that, was, that was Jim Harbaugh. And, and he was just reserved. He was just saying, you know, the talent's there. I don't know what's happening on game day. I don't know if he's got a foot out the door thinking about retirement or his next job, but he didn't seem, he didn't seem angry or annoyed at all. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure either. Um, you know, you know, this sounds crazy, but since 2016, remember that o- Ohio state game and Michigan game where yeah. they went double overtime yeah. and it was yeah. super crazy. Super that was the measurement thing, right? The, the one yard, that was the measurement yeah. thing, and yeah. Michigan sacked OSU eight times and Jeez. got zero holding calls mm-hmm. on the other. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Two flags for six total yards of penalties. 
Um, that was an egregious game just across the board. I don't blame referees. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have a different conference refereeing that game, in my opinion, Michigan does win that game. Um, and this is someone who does not make excuses or put blame out there. Um, but if you have a neutral crew, uh, they Michigan wins that game. I think from that game on, um, I think that took a huge toll on them. Uh, someone said today that Michigan is, I believe, uh, 65% winning percentage since that game. And you can see it in his demeanor. He is not the same coach. Uh, I'm not sure if he's taking medication. I'm not sure if, if he was told by uh, the athletic department, including the Big Ten, that he needs to calm down and cool it. I'm not sure, yeah. but something happened uh, from the end of that game until now um, that he's pretty much been on his P's and Q's, and um, he he just doesn't have that fire right now. <laughs> And um, which is, you know, which is kind of weird when when like, you know, the type of persona he is. Of course, we've seen it for 20 years. I mean, yeah. something's changed. I agree, especially when you uh, especially when you contrast that. And again, I'm going to bring the Indiana perspective. I just I just uh, finished listening to your postgame podcast that you had uh, from from after the game on Saturday. So I heard some of the talking points you guys had, especially the one where you compared Michigan football to Indiana basketball, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Um, yeah. That's that's something separate. But but when you contrast Harbaugh's demeanor to Tom Allen, right? And there was that vivid shot of of Tom Allen tackling one of his players on right. the field after he intercepted a, a Joe Milton pass. Devon Monster Matthews uh, picked off yeah. that pass to pretty much seal the game. At least that's what Tom Allen told the media. He felt, hey, that that play in particular, he felt helped Indiana seal the deal. Um, and you, what did you see? You saw Tom, <laughs> you saw Allen jump up and crash into the guy and tackle him. He has a big cut on his chin now uh, because yeah. of that. It's a it's a stark contrast to say to say the least, and it's weird, right? I watched the entire game, every play on Saturday, and and outside of the touchdowns, you know, Ronnie Bell had one, Cornelius Johnson had one. Um, outside of the touchdowns, Michigan didn't seem like they were really engaged in that football game at all. I mean, the players weren't celebrating, the coaches weren't celebrating, you know, even if it was big yeah. plays, defense, offense, whatever, it was missing. Um, one, one stat that stood out to me as I was just going through the post-game stuff, Michigan didn't have a single drive all game that uh, that went for double-digit plays. They didn't have a single 10-play drive the, the entire game. However, IU had five of those. Indiana had five double-digit plays, uh, five drives that ended up in double-digit plays. And I think that yep. alone shows exactly where the offenses are right now as well as where the defenses are right now. Yeah. So those long drives, you know, that really stifles any type of rhythm for the offense. On top of that, you're keeping a, a very inexperienced defense on the field for a long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So. So now throughout the game, you've been wearing and wearing out this defense that's not only inexperienced, but now they're tired. And that tiredness, that gets you not only physically, but also mentally and emotionally, spiritually, and that could really break you. And that's where I think, uh, you know, Indiana really, you know, they're a good football team. You know, I'm not going to say that, you know, they sat here and out-talented us, Mm -hmm. but 
they could beat a lot of teams in the country because they didn't beat themselves. And, yeah. um, you know, they were eight, you know, you know, some of Penix's throws were, you know, kind of yeah. Yeah, <laughs> out there, out there. <laughs> right. You know, there was, yeah. you know, there was like the one where Dax Hill's waiting for it and I, the DB just smacks it yeah, out of nowhere. Nice. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, basically you just threw a Hail Mary to a, a five-star, the top safety from his class, who was basically <laughs> waiting for a punt return. Now, that dude, I would not be surprised if he returns that for six, you know? And yeah. it's, just a, it's just a situation where, you know, nothing good happened in Michigan's favor as well. Um, mm-hmm. But it all comes down to, yeah, Michigan was bad, but – Indiana didn't do anything to beat themselves and they had a game plan and they stuck to it and they did the little things and that allowed them to not just win the game, but they dominated at no point that I think Michigan was going to win that game at no point. Yeah, I agree with you. Not, at, at no point was I, at no point was I afraid that, uh, that Michigan was going to, was going to figure it out. Um, I think according to ESPN, the lowest win probability Indiana had after halftime was 85%. I mean, it was pretty much in the bag after halftime. Um, that's that's how I saw it also. Yeah. Now now Michigan State's coming up, and and I didn't watch a second of that Michigan State game against Iowa because Indiana was playing Michigan at the same time. Yeah. Um, but I was checking the scores, Ant, and it was thirty-five nothing at halftime, and it was forty-nine-seven at the end. What what happened to MSU on Saturday? Not gonna lie, man. I I was watching on both, and every time I look back, like I'll be watching the Michigan game. I'm like, okay, I'll switch to the Michigan State game. I'm like seven zero, they're kicking a field goal. Okay, okay, go back to the Michigan game. Go back to to the state game. Fourteen zero. Okay. And then every time I went back, it was up seven. Like it was the wildest thing ever. Um Lombardi, believe it was his homecoming. Uh he did not have a great yeah. did not have a great showing. Something happened to his knee um during the first half and he threw, I think, three interceptions yeah. that first half. Um thirty-five to zero. Um they could get absolutely nothing. And then and then Iowa is very similar to you guys, where they're just very solid everywhere. They did have a couple of games where they did start out 0-2, but, you know, they were in both games. You know what I mean? And, it, yeah. you know, sometimes it comes down to those last possessions, and that's mm-hmm. where they lost. It's not a situation like, you know, Northwestern Maryland, where Northwestern blows out Maryland. You know, yeah. it wasn't like that. It was like, like you know, nitty-gritty, grinded-out games that they just happened to lose late. And um, I'm not sure if Michigan State rested on its laurels, um, but that same focus was not there Ooh, um, obviously, against yeah. Iowa than it was against Michigan. That that that's what surprised me too. Yeah, Iowa, like you were saying, you know, they were up seventeen nothing against Northwestern a couple of weeks ago. They had a fourth quarter lead against Purdue. Ended up losing both of those games. Um, so they were they were knocking on the door for sure. Um, is is Lombardi 
uh, a risk of not playing on Saturday? Are they are either due to performance or injury? Um, are they, could they possibly go to a backup for for this game on Saturday? I'm not sure, but he did yeah. not look good in the hmm. in the in the time that I was watching that game. Um, he did not look good. I mean, there was one interception he threw where he was basically like limping throughout the entire play. Um, which was very, very strange. And then I think he played like one or two downs. Um, I'm not sure how many downs he played, but I, you know, turned back during the second half. He was still playing in the game. I'm not sure why. Uh, I'm not sure if it was because like family was there or what, but he was super struggling. And I think they went with, who do they go with? I think they went with Peyton Peyton Thorne. Thorne. Yep. I think they went with Peyton, Peyton Thorne. Um, a lot of the Michigan State fans that I've talked to, um, they were very high on Thorne um, coming into the season and thought that he may be, be the guy to win that job. And uh, and now with Lombardi, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to play on Saturday. He probably will um, still. Like, whatever Iowa threw at, threw at them, Michigan State was not ready at all whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, that was that was crazy to see just from a checking the score standpoint. Two things I wanted to mention from the IU side. First of all, uh, IU came out pretty healthy from that game against Michigan. So, so as far as performance is concerned, IU's feeling good. And then as far as just having all their guys available, um, Indiana's doing pretty well as far as that's concerned. And then the second thing is is naturally after a big uh, sort of streak bust a slump busting win like indiana had on saturday uh there obviously are going to be concerns about hey can they handle success or are they going to overlook michigan state Um, i don't expect any of that to happen from an indiana standpoint first of all that's not really the culture tom allen's built here um over the last couple years i don't expect indiana to come out really flat in the first half and then what's What's interesting is Allen's got a, a special word of the week that he emphasizes every week. Last week against Michigan, it was elevate. Uh, this week against MSU, it's dominate. So Indiana focused right now. On, elevate on to what? Just, elevate <laughs> uh, from week two to week three. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, just from just from how they played, which which I think they accomplished that. Um, like right. I said, that game against Michigan was IU's best performance all year. Um, and then this week, he's going with dominate. So, uh, so Indiana's not <laughs> not just expecting to beat Michigan State, I guess, but to really control the game. Um, I don't expect them to overlook MSU either because Indiana lost this game last year. They came yeah. to East Lansing, and, and it was a really good football game. Both teams are really moving the ball up and down the field, but Michigan State ended up getting the win. So from that standpoint, I don't expect Indiana to overlook MSU with Ohio State coming up in a week, uh, and, you know, the following week. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Indiana's got a single focus on their mind, and that's that's this coming Saturday. So no trap game is what you're saying. I mean, I've been wrong before. I said Indiana's going to lose last week. Um, yeah, but... <laughs> and, and I said you were nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, you weren't the only one. Um, <laughs> well, Vegas thought Indiana was going to lose last week, so don't point your finger at me. True, uh, true, 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 true. <laughs> um, true. Indiana, I don't expect them to uh, to get this the game involved, but you know, Michigan State's going to play angry, I would think, uh, after how last week went. I mean, Iowa, no, not Iowa, but Indiana is favored. They came out favored by like nine points. Has mm-hmm. that moved at all? 
Yeah, yesterday or this afternoon, I should say, when I checked, it was like seven and a half. So it's come down a little what? bit. Yeah, what? I think that's way too low, personally. What? Yeah. That's free money. Seven and a half. Yeah. That's what I think, too, Ant. We're on the same page here. That's free. Yeah. I don't know that's if Vegas free. knows something I don't... that I don't know. That's the only question. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how. Because you're... Your defense um, is very, very solid. Your back yeah. seven, um, very, very solid, man. And, you know, Rocky went for 17 for 37. Yeah. And their best rusher went, went for 34 yards off of off of nine carries. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, that's, you know, All I that just history. don't, you know, I just don't, I just don't, I don't see him covering. I don't. I don't either. I think Indiana's going to win, win pretty comfortably. Um, it's the best secondary that I've seen since uh, since I started watching IU football. Because, like I said, you know, you know, Indiana's good everywhere. That was a statement I made last week. Uh, they're they're good. They're good at all positions. Um, I think they're even better uh, or, or, or good. Good plus. Uh, in the uh, in the secondary, uh, because it's yeah. not only a good uh, a good tackling group, uh, you know, good coverage group, but they're also able to pick off a couple passes here and there. They've got seven interceptions this year, um, second in the conference, only to Northwestern. Uh, so 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 they know what they're doing at the back end. Um, I mean, and, and no, really even helped. I mean, even if you didn't pick it off, I mean, there were guys right there, mm. and they and they made it real real close. Um, so they were on everything that Michigan threw at threw at threw at them. Um, yeah. In terms of in terms of pass rush, do you know how how you guys did against Michigan? Michigan was uh, two sacks on Saturday, uh, three sacks. I'm sorry, three sacks on Saturday, and then there was the other one, which don't even get me started on this. But Taiwan Mullen came off the edge and uh, and hit Milton, and the ball popped out, and they called that one incomplete. Uh, so, so we're gonna we're gonna push that one aside. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> officially, officially, it's three sacks against Michigan on, uh, on Saturday. Yeah, that could have gone either way. Um, <laughs> I see it. You know, like you know, like not trying to be like biased or anything, but yeah, you know what? What do they rule it on the field? They ruled it a fumble on the field, and then they overturned it. Interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, that, yeah, that should have just stood. That should have stood. <laughs> but hey, stood. you know what? Uh, Indiana caught a uh, caught a good break against Penn State uh, in Week One. So, so I guess uh, yeah, they ball. did. That ball was out of bounds. Kind, you know, all kind of evens out. And the you one thing I say to that is the one thing I say to that is hey, Indiana did well to just put themselves in that spot. So, because <laughs> all the uh, all the Penn State guy had to do uh, a few minutes earlier was just take uh, just was just sit down at the one yard line, sit at the one, and the yeah. game, and uh, and he didn't. So oh now they're zero and three. I mean, if it, who would have thought those guys are zero and three at this point? Nuts, insane. Who have they lost to now? They got smoked by Maryland, right? Destroyed. It was thirty-five seven. I think Maryland. the final was a little nicer, but it was thirty-five seven at one point to Maryland. Ohio State and Indiana too. Um, just, just. What are the shocking. Big Ten standings right now? It probably looks so <laughs> funky. They're upside looks down. So yeah. funky. They're upside like, down, especially the East. Like it's like Ohio State and then you guys. Yep. It was like Maryland. Yep. 
then it's uh, probably MSU, like Michigan, MSU, Michigan, Michigan State tied. Yeah, yep. Rutgers, and yeah. then Penn State last. Like yeah. what? <laughs> 2020, man. 2020. I know. I know. Man, it's it's crazy. I just uh, I just checked this research a little bit earlier today. Um, Indiana had lost 46 out of their last 47 games against Michigan and Penn State entering <laughs> entering this season. They're two and zero this year. Uh, just absolute absolute craziness. You might as well have combined the the uh, Ohio State one too. I got that number. Ohio State's beaten you 26 straight times. I mean, look. Hey, you should have just added that that one to <laughs> to make it look even more ridiculous. Oh, I, I can tell you. It's 71 out of 72 if you include Ohio State in there. 71 out of 72. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how know. crazy that is? And the only reason they beat Penn State a few years ago is because it was the fallout from, from Paterno leaving and Bill O'Brien coming on. Uh, and Christian Hackenberg was their quarterback, and I think he was worse than John O'Corn, who we talked about last week. Right. So, so uh, that's the only reason Indiana won that game. Let's, let's be real. Yeah, but I mean, you know, what you know, it kind of tells you that, like, you know, how many times did Indiana face Michigan during Hoke Hoke Rod during oh, Hoke man. and Rodriguez? Uh, you and know, no those, those games. No, none of those. None of those were wins. Um, for whatever kinda, reason, it's kind of crazy. Uh, well, it was when Kevin Wilson coached at Indiana, and his offenses were always interesting, but his defenses were absolutely horrible. Uh, yeah, his, his defenses couldn't couldn't stop a couldn't stop a no a running nose. Uh, I mean, it was <laughs> it was really bad. Um, I mean, Michigan put up sixty three one year. I think Gallon, uh, Jer- Jeremy Gallon, had like five yeah. touchdowns in one game. Um, 30, 30, 34 in another year to Michigan, uh, uh, 42 in another year to Rich Rod. I was in attendance that game. Uh, that was a uh, shoelace. Denard Robinson, uh, through a, through Jeremy a deep ball. Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy, uh, Denard Robinson in 2010 through a deep ball to, I forgot his name. I can't play off the top of my head. Um, but, uh, I think it's round three, right? Yeah, it was. You're right. Yeah. You said it. So I it, think it, it yeah, was exactly. Is that yeah. the game where like he, he like caught it like, not for touchdown, but like it's like the five yard line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was a high scoring. So forty two thirty five, another one of those crazy offense games. The year before that, Rich Rod was there. Michigan won thirty six thirty three. So you're talking about again just a lot of these high scoring games, which was a common theme under Kevin Wilson. Except his ceiling was six wins at Indiana uh, in a twelve game year. Tom Allen already hit eight last season, and and he's gonna do whatever, probably better than that this year in a prorated situation so crazy i'm just looking at these this big 10 east standings and how wild <laughs> it looks indiana and, ohio state yep maryland michigan michigan state rutgers penn state the only teams that make sense are the ones that are one and two i could see <sighs> michigan michigan state and rutgers being fourth fifth and sixth mm-hmm. i could see that but Indiana up top and Maryland being third, Penn State being seventh. That is the yeah. weirdest thing. It makes no sense. I mean, Ohio State's obviously doing their doing their job uh, to this point. Um, and then the question is, right, it's like how much of this, you know, how much of this will, will stay this way in, in years to come, right? Like if Michigan makes a coaching change or Penn State makes a coaching change, um, 
does Ryan Day go to the NFL at some point? These are all questions that IU fans are asking, and I'm just like, you know, <laughs> let's just enjoy this year while we're at it. Right. Now, with Indiana's success, you know, I know you guys aren't used to it, but yeah. some of your guys may start getting poached. Sure. Uh, who on your staff uh, have you seen as kind of like risen above the tide? Oh, man. I, I have no idea what phone calls – Tom Allen has gotten. There was some rumor of him going to Florida State last year or the year before. Um, he's mm-hmm. a big Florida guy. He loves recruiting that state. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if something were to open up again at Florida State or or, or Miami or, or the U's having a good year this year, uh, you know, University of Florida, perhaps uh, something comes up. I wouldn't be surprised if he gave it a look. Um, and then, you know, the two other guys that are interesting on our staff are Mike Hart and Nick Sheridan. Uh, who you guys talked mm-hmm. about uh, after the game on Sunday briefly. Um, right. Could they could they be in the mix at some point? Uh, for sure. I think, you know, whether it's it's Michigan or another job, I think my, uh, Hart and Sheridan have both put in a lot of legwork. And the one other guy that's interesting to me is, is our wide receivers coach. His name is Grant Hurd. Um, he used to be the wide receivers coach at Ole Miss. And when he was there, he was heavily involved in the recruitment of DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, and uh, Van Jefferson, who who ended up going to Florida before he ended up with the Rams this year. Okay. He really knows what he's doing as far as the wide receiver core is concerned. And I've been to IU's practices. He's one of the most vocal guys on the field. He's always hands on, trying to improve the players he's working with. I think he'll be a head coach, too, at some point. I just don't know where, which level of FBS play. I don't know. But I think he'll get some calls soon and in years to come. Was he also involved with uh, with uh, Laquan Treadwell? Yep, well he was. He was. Yep, he you're was. absolutely right. Yeah. That that dude is a monster. I'm not sure if he's in the, in the league or not. But, man, coming out of high school, that dude was a freak. Mm-hmm. He was, yeah. Was he freak. was, uh, he was a freak even at Ole Miss, and then he had a really, really ugly. Oh, uh, that that um, he yeah. his like foot went. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, what? I'm yeah. looking up Laquan Treadwell right now. Mm-hmm, see what mm-hmm. he's up to. I think um, I remember seeing Atlanta or Minnesota or something. I think he's still in the NFL. I hope he is, because yeah. that'd be sad if he wasn't. You know. Yeah. Um. No stats from this year, only hmm. through 2019. Ah, he only had okay. one start, uh, only 16 targets. Mm. Looks like he, he really didn't get off. No, he didn't. Unfortunately, that sucks yeah. for him, man. Yeah. That no, it really sucks. does. It really does. But uh, but but uh, Grant Hurd is someone who you might hear from in the future. He's also done a great job at IU. We talked about Indiana's wide receivers already. Um, right. He's he's done a really good job here. So I would say those four guys: the head coach Tom Allen, Mike Hart, Nick Sheridan, Grant Hurd. Um, those are those are a few guys you might hear from uh, get get poached somewhere else. Um, you got you might see guys making lateral moves. Nick Sheridan, our defensive coordinator, I think is very capable of being a defensive coordinator somewhere else, perhaps at Michigan. Um, <laughs> who, who is the who is the defensive coordinator? Our defensive coordinator right now is a guy named Kane Womack. He's a, he's a young coordinator. I think he's just cracked into his 30s. Um, so he's he's a young guy. You have a um, young staff, man. Yeah, we do. We do. Tom Allen's made it clear. Teenagers 
going yeah. to work over there, man. Yeah, he's not concerned with, with experience all that much. As you can imagine, Allen's basically set a platform here where he wants his guys. Like, he wants guys that are going to cooperate, are going to work together, are going to figure it out, whether it's players or coaches. That's his whole, whole thing. And, and it's worked to this point. Jesus. So Treadwell is on – he is on a practice squad. I think with the Panthers or the for the Falcons now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's That's too bad because awesome. uh, yeah, he he was he was a jaw dropping receiver to watch. He was unreal. Yeah, then, yeah, man. So you guys got a bunch of little kids coaching your team, <laughs> and you're out here three and zero in the Big Ten East. Yeah, Big Bad East, man. Yeah, I know. That's what's up. That's what's up, though, man. Um, how do you like? Let's. Uh, Let's get a prediction for this weekend for uh, Michigan State, Indiana. Yeah, you know, I was just looking at some stuff uh, yesterday, today. We talked a minute ago about how this this spread is is way too low. Um, right. I think Indiana is going to come into East Lansing and and blow out the Spartans. I think I've got a final something like forty five seventeen. I think this Indiana team is locked in right now. This is the worst on the road, in Indiana. Yeah. Forty-five, seventeen. I think our guys are going to play with confidence. I think they're going to be pissed after losing to MSU last year in that game. Um, that's the one that got away. If you ask a lot of the IU players behind the scenes, um, they're they're going to be angry coming up on Saturday. So I've got Indiana winning forty-five, seventeen. All right, I got. I just don't think Michigan State's going to have the have the turnovers. That yeah. they had, so they they had a lot of turnovers on Saturday against Iowa, and then a lot against Rutgers, and I then saw that. that's when yeah. you saw the points balloon. Uh, I don't think they're gonna, I don't think they're gonna have that same turnover type of day. But I am still gonna go with twenty seven to thirteen, Indiana. Okay. So more like low scoring. I could more I could low that. scoring, more yeah. grinded out. It may be windy. Who knows? Because um, now we're getting towards middle November. It can get a little, you know, who knows? Um, yeah, I saw it's supposed to be something like forty degrees on Saturday up there. So uh, forty. It's yeah. been a little windy um, yeah. the last few days. So we'll see if that continues. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, t- so twenty-seven thirteen. 27-13, Indiana. Yeah. Um, I just don't think Michigan State has the firepower, but I do think they they control the ball and they come out better than last week. Um, but but um, the last time they went through this, they played a bad Michigan team. Uh, they're going to go into this playing a very good and confident Indiana team. And I don't think having no mistakes, I don't think that's going to be enough. I think they're going to have to – um, they're going to have to run the ball, and they haven't been able, been able to run the ball yet this this year. Really, um, you guys have a good you have a you have good DBs, mm-hmm. so they can't really really fling it. So I don't know how they're going to score, man. Um, yeah, I don't know how they're going to score, and they don't have someone with an arm like Milton. Like that second quarter throw, dude. <laughs> come on. Milton Milton looks good. Of all the stuff that I saw out of Michigan, you know, there was a lot of negative. Joe Milton was a positive. I think he's a guy who 
by the end of this year, if not next year, with the proper coaching, proper development, can be somebody who contests for, you know, Big Ten quarterback of the year. I don't know if I'll go so far as the Heisman consideration, but, you know, somebody who, you know, best QB in the Big Ten, next level prospect. I liked a lot of what I saw from him. He was far from the problem. Uh, you see the, the flashes. Yeah. You see the flashes. I mean, you see the mistakes too. And that's what people like to focus on. But man, um, he made some throws that was just like, holy crap. Just give mm-hmm. me that all the time. And then you see where he misses guys down the seam, where he's unsure of where to place the ball. Um, but the film is going to help him for the future for sure. Um, Cause he's a workhorse and that's all you can ask, ask for really. Um, it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. I almost refuse to watch Ohio State play football because I know <laughs> it'll like piss me off. So I don't even know what to expect when you guys play them in oh, in, in like ten days. I don't know either. That's going to be. I mean, look, it's Ohio State. They're one of the three best programs in college football right now. Um, yep. I'm expecting carnage, uh, but you know, it's it's. Yeah, they've they've been a little vulnerable this year. I'm not saying Indiana's going to win, but Rutgers put up 27 on them. I know a lot of that was in garbage time. Penn mm-hmm. State kept it sort of close in week two. Which um, they always do, though. They always play Ohio State tough. They do. They do. And again, you know, at the end of the day, Ohio State still won both of those games by double digits. Um, this right. is going to be a weird Saturday for Ohio State. I don't know what Maryland's got up their sleeve, but Maryland's playing well, and that's who Ohio State's got. Um mm-hmm. Wisconsin, Michigan, Saturday night. I don't know how Wisconsin's only a four-point favorite. I know I've completely turned 180 degrees on a Michigan stance. <laughs> I thought they were going <laughs> to win last week. Now I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, there's no way Michigan beats Wisconsin on Saturday, right? Like, imagine just – imagine just <laughs> – imagine how bad you have, to, you have to be as a program – to be underdog by four points to a team who hasn't been able to practice in three for two weeks. Of the last three weeks. Yeah, two, two, yeah, two, three weeks. I know. Imagine how bad you have to be as a team and how Vegas truly sees you. Like, good Lord, man. Some dudes, uh, some dudes still gave them top 25 votes. Who? Michigan. No. Yeah. No, I'm wrong. Sorry. I take that back. Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? I was looking at the wrong week. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was looking at the wrong one. But uh, whatever. I mean, to see see that Michigan is just a four-point underdog, surprising to me. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't know when we'll talk next, Dan. I mean, I know college basketball is coming around the corner soon, two, three weeks. Indiana is unranked in the preseason poll. Um, And and IU fans are like, what are you you guys watching? And, And I'm like, well, let let Indiana prove it first uh, and and work their way into the top twenty five, but uh, but I don't know, man. I don't know how this Indiana season is going to go. It's weird. They, they you know in some ways this IU football team seems like a team of destiny, um, but but of course uh, a Saturday in Columbus can can change things real quick. So so uh, we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. If you guys run the table and go undefeated this yeah. Big Ten season, yeah, like. Does 2020 count? <laughs> it, it does in Bloomington. Well, it's like what they were saying with like the NBA bubble and the World Series and all that type of stuff, right? Like, like do these games 
these games really show up in the permanent record? I I think so. I mean, no one's going to take away uh, Indiana's wins uh, this year to this point. Hey, man. Hashtag not my season. That's, <laughs> that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm sticking to. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, no apologies. You guys are having, no apologies. An, yeah. you guys are having an incredible year, man. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what time do you guys do you guys play? Is it noon? Or noon, noon on Saturday against Michigan State. Noon the following Saturday against Ohio State. I think this weekend it's on ABC. The following weekend it's on Fox. So Indiana's getting plenty of, of national exposure here in the next couple of weeks. Look at you guys getting yeah. an early slot. You don't have to wait all day to watch a team. <laughs> Roll right out blasted. of that. You guys get to play early, win early. We have to wait for the bloodbath. Well, it's good for us. It's good for us over uh, at IndianaHQ.com because we got to write stories and things like that. And uh, and some of those uh, 3.30 starts, never mind the primetime ones, uh, those <laughs> those can get kind of late. Um, especially what when, when Indiana beat Penn State, it was a 3.30 start. And I was up until 8, 9, 10 o'clock, you know, writing and, and doing all sorts of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, just a simple plug, right? If, if you guys want want to want to hear more coverage about about how this Indiana football season is going, first of all, plenty of room on the bandwagon. Second of all, you can head over to our website, Indiana HQ. We've got everything you need. Sounds good, man. I'm sure your your uh, football traffic is, you know, yeah. you're you're attracting a lot of the round ball fans. Oh yeah. Because- they love IU everything, but you know basketball drives it. It's a basketball state. But hey, if you're doing well, they're gonna they're they're gonna come. Well, and and just talking to people on campus here, there's definitely a different vibe. Um, I just I just wish we could see what the stadium would look like. And it's a small yeah. it's a small building to say the least, uh, as far as the football uh, the football venue is concerned, but. I just wonder what life would be like, uh, you know, if, if you could have fans in attendance. But, of course, that's something we can't really talk about until next year. So, so, yeah. uh, so really, really do get the feeling, though, that, you know, based on our, our site numbers and just talking to people on campus, that there is a different feeling about this, about this program, especially with their success coming in the situation we're all in right now, you know. So, oh, uh, sure. so it's, it's great timing for this football team, to say the least. For sure, man. Um. Yeah, I mean, almost like a smaller, a smaller state stadium may yeah. pack a bigger punch than a bigger one. Um, if you look at Cameron Endor over at uh, mm. Duke, I mean, mm-hmm. they seat like seven people. Like it's amazing, <laughs> but it's super. <laughs> it's super loud. Yeah, you know? that's funny because I remember usually uh, whenever the NCAA releases college basketball attendance, it's something that Indiana fans like like to look at because usually Indiana is near the top. But every year it's funny to see as far as just raw numbers are concerned, like Penn State usually like doubles what Duke's got every year. <laughs> it's just really funny to look at it right. uh, when you when you watch a Penn State game. It's like crickets. Uh, but then, <laughs> then you see Duke because, like you said, they don't don't see too many people. Um, exactly. Penn State has such a nice venue too. They just mm-hmm. never fill it. They never <laughs> pack it out. Right, right, they right. Exactly. They probably have they. Man, I might catch from some like flack, but they probably have top three venue for basketball. Wow. Really? Yeah, it is. It is really nice. Never been there. Yeah, man, you should go. So yeah. like. It's so like they they use that for a whole bunch of stuff. 
Like, you know, they have some huge um they have some huge charity drive every year. I'm not sure if they did it. Oh yeah, that dance marathon type thing. Yeah, yeah, they had that marathon and they yeah. raised like millions of dollars. Mm. Um they hold that there. Like this is a really sweet like like professional like arena. Like it is really, really nice. Um, but they just can't pack it out because fans just don't care. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It is crazy. By the way, Michigan got votes in the football coaches poll, not the eight people. Uh, what are the coaches what are doing? <laughs> I was like, I swear I thought I thought I saw that somewhere. Um, that's <sighs> inexcusable. But but just wanted to close the loop on that. You, you know which coaches it was? <laughs> All the teams who Michigan has left on the schedule. <laughs> it's like, let me see. The Rutgers coach, yeah, there. the Maryland coach. Hell yeah. They're like, you know what? Shoot, I'm about to get this top 25 win <laughs> so I can share with all my future recruits that quick. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, so, Nathan, I really yeah. appreciate you coming on again, like, back-to-back weeks. Yeah, for I really, sure. I really appreciate it. Um, we'll talk, uh, hopefully we'll talk when hoop season rolls around. Yeah, you guys got a real sweet little point guard that I can't yeah, really we see. Do. Christian Landers is so nice, man. And, you know, TJD, he's going to be nice. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah. I'm coming out with a Big Ten power ranking here soon, coming up this week. Yeah. Um, I'll make sure to um, send that to you as well and let me know, know your uh, your uh, thoughts on that or if you want to, like, write an article about it just yeah. to get people either pissed off or, like, oh, okay, <laughs> You know, just let me know, man. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk soon, Ant. But uh, but it's it's football season right now here in Bloomington. As crazy as that sounds. Listen, I'm I'm talking. I'm trying to talk about basketball, man. <laughs> you, I, you saw me trying to try to like. Flip I, the script I, I, I thought man. I saw that. I mean, we're we're talking about everything other than basketball here. Greg, <laughs> <laughs> come on. Do you know no. that Michigan just just got another five star? Right? I heard. Yeah, that was a that was a great snag. Juwan Howard's crushing it with recruiting, and hey, uh, man, woo-wee. In the last uh, thirty days, he's got two five star versatile. Six eight six ten cats, unreal. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that he's he's working the recruiting, and I saw they snuck into the twenty fifth uh, rank in the in the top twenty five preseason yeah. poll, and uh, and they're underrated. I think still too. I think they're underrated. I think Iowa they have overrated, but that's gonna be a fun conversation. I think Iowa's overrated. I, as usual, I think uh, Michigan State is underrated this year. I think there's yeah, although I did hear uh. Tom Izzo picked up COVID nineteen, which was which is crazy. Yeah, yeah that um, sucks, man. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, um, hope he's all right. You know, Wisconsin, I think, is overrated this year. People are talking about them like a national title contender, and I don't see that. They but, don't have uh, the talent, I don't think, to contend for for a, a national title. But like Iowa, it's crazy that like Iowa, um, Iowa, Illinois, and Wisconsin are the main teams that people are talking about. From the Big Ten this year, <laughs> Illinois is going to be good. Twenty twenty, yeah, twenty twenty. It's crazy. <laughs> Wisconsin, they, you know, like you know, I don't think they can contend for a national title, but they return everybody from a team who shared the Big Ten. Yeah, they're you know? they're always going to be a good Big Ten squad. They're not they're not competing for it all. Right. I just don't think they have they they need that 
that like Sam Decker, that Frank Kaminsky. Yeah. They need that that pro on the team to really push yeah. um to really push into that contention. That's mm-hmm. why I like Illinois. Um yeah. I think AO DeSumo is like is the real deal. Yeah. They have a couple of freshmen too. Really yeah, I heard good. about Adam Adam Miller, I think is one one kid who's coming in there. Miller and yeah. this dude named do named Cabello or Cabulo. He's from uh, New York, a little six one guard. I like Ooh-wee. it. Yeah, he can play. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be an interesting year, man. Yeah, I agree. I love uh I, I agree with you as far as Michigan being underrated. I think Indiana's underrated, to be perfectly honest with you. They're not rated. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you look at the, the top twenty five, they're not rated right now. Yeah. Um, Half the, the five, Big Ten teams are in there, which is nuts. I know. And Indiana's you know? not one of them, which is kind of scary. Um, right. And the thing is, uh, you know, just based on some of the quotes and the comments I'm hearing from the team here, they're confident in themselves. They kind of believe in each other. They're they're confident as a team. Um, they, I don't see too many egos on this roster. I don't see anyone, actually. Um, I don't see any any sort of, you know, selfish players on this team. So it's going to be, you know, Indiana just at a high level. I think level. that was an issue last year with yeah. your uh, guard. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, yeah, Devontae Green, he's he's the guy that a lot of people look at and say, hey, you know, maybe this guy was a little selfish. The problem is, on last year's team, he was the one guy that could hit the three. Um, right. Whereas whereas this season, they're bringing in a couple of uh, a couple of new uh, new kids from the state. Christian Landry, you talked about. Anthony Leal's a kid who grew up in Bloomington. He's a he's sort of a fringe three four star guard um, who's capable of hitting a, a three pointer when asked. Um, so you're going to see some of that. Justin Smith was a senior who was here uh, that was a polarizing player. He transferred out. So so based on go. sort of the additions and the departures, you're going to have a very selfless basketball team. Um, and I think they're going to – I think they're going to end up, you know, making making some noise in the Big Ten. But, again, it's just such a competitive league that who knows exactly how much noise. So if Archie – if they end up having a below average year, is yeah. Archie gone? It's. I feel like we were we're asking same same questions with Harbaugh and Michigan football. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Um, he's getting paid so much uh, to be here. I think uh, coming up, you've got Archie entering year four. Year four, I think it's four. Yeah, I think it's year four. Um, if I think he's fine if he makes the tournament, which is a really, really low bar. But yeah, that's really low. Yeah, I, I think. But I think that he, is the bar, you know. Yeah, that's just the bar. If you ask me, for my honest opinion, like, like if he misses out, you're going to probably have a coaching change. If he gets in, as far as hire versus or keep keep him on board versus firing him, making the tournament. We'll will be we'll we'll keep him here here for for an, at least another year. Gotcha. And then of course the the ceiling, right? You know, if they can make it to the second weekend or something like that uh, of the turn, make a Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight run. You know, if they catch fire, work together, play good basketball, he, he gets an extension. Then he probably gets an extension. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's the way. That's the way things work in Bloomington. Crazy. Enough. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But do you like how I switched it right back to basketball? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, we we had to end on like a somewhat positive, fine, positive fine. note. I get that. I get that. But uh, you're the man. Hey, I yeah. appreciate you. 
Same, Check same. them out. Uh, Indiana HQ on yeah. Twitter. Just yeah. like just like I just said, um, we could check them out. Uh, they're always writing. They have a podcast as well um, that you could check out too. Anything mm-hmm. um, else? That's it, man. We got we got all sorts of stuff coming out each week. We've got power rankings for the Big Ten. We've got football, basketball coverage. So uh, any any and all followers are are much appreciated. Sounds good, man. So. Yep. Bring some Indiana people on this app, man, so we can I, have some, like, fights or something. Oh, okay. All right. Come on. <laughs> Bring them in here. Bring them in here so we can have some uh, crazy chats going okay. on. Okay. All right, man. Sounds Get good. Get them in here for, for a hoop. Oh, we well, there are some. There are some angry. Some angry. Right now, see, right now in football land, everyone's happy. So, so yeah. once, once basketball season starts, the – the Here come the scouts. Yellers. Yeah, the yellers will come out. I promise. That's what we need right there, man. <laughs> All right. Hey, good talking yeah. to you, dude. Sounds good, Ant. Talk to you next time.